Well, hello, Wilder. Long time, long time, long time. How are you doing? Hi, Alistair. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. The times they are changing, you know, I, we've, you know, all these movies came out, everybody's still on strike, you know, sort of dead, but not, there's all the drama around who's cut, you know, who's crossing picket lines. And, you know, it's like, you can't even go there. It's like, I don't know. It makes you not even want to turn on the television. Well, WGA and the AMPTP are back in the room today. So that's okay. the third day in a row that they've been negotiating. Right, well, that's good news. We're taping that's on a positive. Friday. We're taping on a Friday. Yes. So by the time you hear this, hopefully they're not still going to be in the room. Let's put it that way. I'm, or hopefully they are still in the room okay. and that means we're making okay. progress. Okay. I don't know. It's true. It's true. Uh, but anyway, we both started watching season three of The Morning season Show. Three. Yeah. Yes. It's funny because I reviewed season three. I don't know. I don't think it was with you. I think it was with somebody else or something, but um, I will still start off. I mean, I'm going to, we're going to talk about season three and I, it's hard to do it without any spoilers. So it's, we're only three episodes in episode four is next week, but I do want to start off with, this is one of those series where season one was hundred percent yeah, and, and season two was downhill. And mm -hmm. I anticipated season three continuing the downhill trajectory. And I don't know that I'm feeling that way. What about you? I feel like we're just trying to check all the boxes of dealing with every issue we can possibly deal with. Well, what she's talking about is that there's an episode where it looks like Elon Musk is in. There's an episode where they come in and they pirate. Uh, oh, no, what I'm talking about is season one was about sexual abuse in the workplace, right? Right. And season two was the fallout of that and telling well, the truth. COVID, and now COVID, season three and, COVID. Season and two, co kind of yeah. COVID. We kind of got to COVID and then skipped right over COVID because nobody wants to talk about COVID. Yeah. Um, and season three is now about inequity and racial bias in the workplace, which like, absolutely, we need to talk about. But like, Jesus Christ, this show, it's just like, okay, well, we did that thing that's challenging. So now let's do this thing that's challenging. And it's like, it just feels like they're trying to do it rather than it being organic to the show. Well, it's so funny you say that because I can't help but hold this up against uh, Newsroom, which was done by sure. Aaron Okay, and he, each episode had some element of some true news piece that took place. Mm -hmm. you know, there was the, um, the, the oil rig blowing up off the coast of Louisiana. Mm -hmm. There was the uh, Bin Laden um, assassination or- mm -hmm. uh, And I think they dealt with the Arab Spring and- Yes, but there's there a lot. So each episode, which is sort of what's happening here, like there was one, there's one episode with a racial issue. Then there's another episode where it's an Elon, Elon Musk character going up into space and taking a newscaster with them. And he's maybe going to buy the kind of thing. So it's sort of like he may buy the whole newsroom. Anyway, it's the same thing. And I kept saying to myself, the problem is they've got the acting smarts. They've got really good actors doing really good work. Mm -hmm. Don't have they don't have the dialogue and they don't have the they don't have the script i don't think it's also and i want to ask you this because obviously this is a medium i'm very familiar with i work in it is this too inside baseball this season uh, i i don't really know what that means tell me what that means like it's so much about like selling the network and getting the board on board and like 
who matters and who doesn't matter and who has money and streaming services not working and blah, blah, blah. But here's the thing. Newsroom did the same thing. We were in the boardroom with Jane Fonda a lot in Newsroom. And it's funny because a friend of mine, we went to the Blue Ridge Mountains for two days. We had not hung out. We used to play doubles tennis together. We were tennis players together. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, she was a pro. I, you know, I covered the forehand. I don't know what else to tell you, but um, (laughs) we went and we finally had some time. And after 35 years, we got together for a reunion. We went back to the Blue Ridge Mountains where we used to play tennis and we started, she hadn't seen it. So we started watching the newsroom and I think that's why it was- From the beginning? Yeah. Well, she uh, a couple of episodes and she'll continue watching, but the enormity of how well he can take, you know, he did it in West Wing. He can take an episode and he can so hone in on it. And the dialogue is so strong and everything is so on the, on the money. Whereas this time it's like nothing anybody's saying other than, you know, my favorite Billy Crudup, you know? Yeah. He does steal the show. Well, (laughs) he does because I keep thinking, do they have one person in that writing room writing for him? Because he's got the dialogue. Nobody Nobody else gets it. Nobody else is saying is, is giving us info. I don't, there's not one memorable, um, memorable quote, not one. But he's, he's also, he's the most interesting character because he's the most unpredictable character, right? You don't know what he's going to do. You know that he's funny and and he's funny and he's upset and he's vulnerable and he's, he has Mm -hmm. dimensions that they're not giving through the dialogue and through the writing to anybody else. Yeah. Like, and it, you know, it's funny because yeah, you like newsroom a lot more than I do. And we became friends because of our love of West wing. Um, I struggle a lot more with newsroom than you do. Uh, and, and know, part I, of it is because season, I just season two. Absolutely. But season one, I thought was stellar. I liked, I liked it. Um, I just, I had a hard time buying it because I want to believe that the people in the West wing are like this. And I have worked in newsrooms and I no 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 shame on them, but they're not they're not there to bring out the best. They're there to report what's happening. Yeah. And yeah. I love the aspirational angle. It's just harder to to get over in the newsroom than it is in the West Wing. Well, I think. But I'm also back on season five of the West Wing. So who am I to judge? Well, <laughs> when you go to that opening scene in the in newsroom, which many people Oh yeah. Have, it's one of the finest scenes ever written for television. You know, I, he got, is, he knows how to open a show unparalleled. Studio greatest, 60. We're not the greatest nation in the world. Okay. It's so poignant and so true. And so, and the morning show, they, first of all, they have the acting chops. They've got people mm-hmm. that, that can carry this stuff and they're not giving it to them. And the Where other- is Reese? Why isn't she more in the season? Like, what is happening? Yeah, I don't, maybe she, well, she's busy producing. But here's the other thing. I was so happy. The first, the first season, if anybody remembers my review, which I'm not sure why any of you would, but let's just pretend you do. Um, <laughs> you know, I said, I'm so glad to see her finally get a character where she gets to show something more than her, you know, cute hair bouncing around, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, she's, she's a deep character in this. Not so but much. not this season. Not last. She season. was season one. I didn't. She was. I didn't think she was season two. Yeah. No. Season one. I thought yeah. they brought no, someone. That's really what I'm saying. I was so happy that 
she could show her chops. Now I think maybe mm-hmm. they have them. I don't know. I, well, I, it's also one of those things I wonder, should they have just stopped at season one? Right. Should this have been a single season show? This is exactly what I was going to say. You know, you get a hit, you know, do you quit baseball when your batting average is still high or do you Mm -hmm. lay it out as long as you can? You go. Yeah. So I, I guess I'm wondering if this is a show that may have benefited from being only one season. You know, it's so funny you're saying that because I was, that's the next thing I was going to bring up, you know, Sometimes more is just more. It's not better. And because there's so much money involved, um, there's so much money involved. We just can't help it. But they just keep letting these seasons go on. What a perfect example. That first season was wonderful. It was so good. And they would have needed another episode at the end. Yeah. And and I, I will say I do. I do like knowing what happened with Mitch. I think that that side of the story was really important to show. Um, because I don't oh, think we talk about it. Five more episodes. I mean, it could yeah, could have just been a longer single season. Well, the other thing is, you know, you couldn't leave us hanging with what was going to happen to the two newscasters, to the girls. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there were there were things that needed to be wrapped up. But the other thing is, actually, when you bring it up, what's also interesting about that is they could have done that in season two. They didn't. They pick up season two a year and a half later. Yeah, and it, it's just frustrating to me. I think because I. It feels like the whole show is formulated around the relationship between Alex and Bradley, but we don't actually get to see much of it. It's not now. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 it wasn't in season two either. It wasn't. No, I know. But the whole whole premise of season one was forcing these two women together, right? And how different they were and how, you know, Bradley wants the truth and Alex just wants to, you know, do her job and get out of there and how they affected each other in such a great way. And then we kind of lost that thread throughout the next two seasons. And I, I think that's what made the first season so strong. I think that I think what you're saying is so true and so important. And I think actually the mistake was made in season two. Interestingly enough, as you know, we were just talking earlier about about broadcast. your favorite show, the newsroom. Yeah, brought, the newsroom brought, yeah. <laughs> Not broadcast news, because no, no, broadcast no. news is an amazing movie, but, they but did different. Same, <laughs> he did the same thing with season two there. If he had kept season one was a but every single series was the evolution of these humans mm-hmm. around a news piece that actually happened. Which is funny because if you go back to season two of West Wing, I think it might be one of the best seasons of television awesome. of all time. For sure. <laughs> So, but so on the, on the newsroom season two, he didn't want to do it again. And the reason he said he didn't do the similar uh, template was because it was too much work for him. Like he he had to immerse him. Well, the way he goes into whatever news item he's going to delve into is more than we ever knew about it. Oh, I'm sure. So it took him hours and weeks and whatever. So he said he couldn't do it. He was exhausted. He couldn't do it. So he made it one incident where they made a mistake on the news. And then the Mm -hmm. whole season was that, and it was too long, drawn out, boring, 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 boring. Yeah. It wasn't good. So it's funny. I, both of them are having a similar trajectory, which I hadn't really thought about until you just said that. But I think if they had kept season two more in line with, you know, the, the, the plot between those two women. And if we had, could have seen what happened after that incredible moment on, on the screen. Yeah. It just kind of cuts back a a year or something later. It's just like, what's the fallout? Yeah. We, we, we hear about what happened, but we don't see it. 
And I well, think- and it's there's a long history of shows that were intended to be one season, right? Um, Stranger Things is one of them. Uh, Big Little Lies is another. Uh, and Big Little Lies, terrible mistake on that front too. Season like, two never really? should have happened. Um, and, and not only that, they brought Meryl Streep in and they couldn't fix it. You know, it was not good. I will say, if you are watching only murders in the building, she's worth it. She <laughs> is worth it this season. Um, well, she's, you know, I think she's incredible. I just happened to have listened to a book on tape that she did. I've never heard her do a book on tape. No, the, I haven't either. Well, by the way, I, I, long story, we won't go into it now, but I had never heard her. And then I realized, oh my God, every other book on tape I've ever listened to is first grade and she's graduate school. She is, as she's good, amazing. She's as good at when you can't see her as mm-hmm. she is when you can. I, I you know, um, I was really wary going into Only Murders season three. I love the cast. I think the premise is absolutely absurd and they know that, um, which is why I enjoy well, watching the show. Martin being- And Martin Short. Saying, this is how ridiculous. I mean, yeah. this is the, you know, and they're yeah. very close friends. So And makes- they're wonderful together. The chemistry between all of them is just yeah. great. But it was like, okay, you've you've gotten away with two murders in this building. Like, how, how are you going to stretch this into a third? But Meryl Streep is just, she plays such an unassuming, unsuspecting character, which is not usually what you expect from her. And it's just such a joy to watch her. It is every scene she's in. You just, you like bathe in it, her. And, and she's, she's a smaller character, right? She's not the lead of this season. And it's so, I, I think it's really well done. I know it's not getting the best reviews especially martin short but i adore him so whatever (laughs) Um, well not only that you know i was just going to say steve martin is one of the most likable television personas meaning whenever you see him on the screen whatever role he's playing Mm -hmm. um he's just likable and even when he's doing things that are not likable he's likable oh yeah there's something about him that just makes you feel good watching. He's like a serotonin rush. Yeah. I, they they can't do any wrong. I mean, and together they're great. And also she's very good. The young woman. Selena Gomez. She's great. Um, I I love the dynamic between them because she she they say something about her in this season that I actually identify with. They're like, you're a young person, but you're like, you're really like 80 in your soul. And I'm like, that's me. That's me. Just like leave me alone to my to my stories and my blankets and my cats and I'm happy. Uh, well, you know what? And that's Mabel. Well, I was really glad they gave her the role when they did. Yeah. It's a very difficult time in her life. Mm-hmm. Again, another one of those good humans who you know the press has been very very hard on her. You know, she's I think she's a-, a producer on the show. I don't know that they gave well, now her. Now she it. is, but no, yeah. the first no first season they gave they gave. Okay, she, she had not done anything on the screen in quite a while, and she'd had yeah a- she really yeah. hard time. And I thought, I'm so glad to see you out and about and doing it. The other thing is, I understand exactly why Meryl did it. You know, Meryl's getting on in age as am I. And she, it's the kind of role she can do where she's got to bite into it. She's got to have some chops to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to take six months of being away from home. No, but she also she also gets to play a woman of a certain age in this, which I, I don't know that she always does. I think I think sometimes we're kind of, we're not sure how old she's supposed to be in certain things. She never is younger than is reasonable. You know no, what? I, I agree. I but I think, think in that, this, her age is a factor. Right. But I always think that they give her a role 
where we're not saying it should have gone to someone younger. No. There's got to be somebody who can do this, you know, yeah. never. I've always, you know, and I, I, you know, I hate to say it, but one of the most interesting roles I ever saw in was Devil Wears Prada. I just think. Oh, she's amazing. Why do you hate to say it? Well, because I, it's sort of not really a role, you know, it's one thing to be Mar Margaret Thatcher. It's another thing to be, um, you know, it's another thing totally to be. I know. think playing Anna Wintour is, is a big deal. Right. Yeah. And I think she's such a personality and it's such an it's such a look behind the curtain. Um, yeah. That yeah. scene when Anne Hathaway comes to her house. I mean, and you get to see her kind of without her face on. It, well, not only she's that. unbelievable. <laughs> well, I and for me, one of the great scenes in there was when she said. And she said, I could never be like you. And she said, you already did. You know, it's like. I don't, there were so many moments there where I thought you played this perfectly. Oh, she's amazing. She, I guess she had a whole thing about her glasses in that show, in that movie. Yeah. Like yeah. she had to pick the right pair of glasses because oh, they were such a, a an involved prop for her throughout the entire filming well, of this movie. You know, Anna, Anna Wintour is always the woman behind the sunglasses. So yeah, it's yeah. great. Oh, I just love her. Um, oh. So I guess our, our advice would be put her in the morning show. Maybe that'll change that. I'm, by the way, it wouldn't surprise me, but all right, we've got to end with a, a conversation about Reese Witherspoon and the amazing amount of work that she is doing. I mean, she's got, uh, wait, hold on. Okay, this year alone, two, 2023, the last thing he told me, your place or mine, Daisy Jones and the Six. These are things she's producing, right? Not just things she's well, starring in. Some of them she's in, some of them she's, but all of them she's producing. Truth be told, something from Tiffany's, I didn't even realize, from scratch. Um, Where the Crawdads Sing, The Morning Show, mm -hmm. Surface. Surface, which by the way is, I thought was really, really good. Um, uh, Little Fires Everywhere. Uh, Big Little Lies, Lucy in the Sky, uh, Hot Pursuit, Gone Girl. No, yeah, she's she's got a great production company. Um, I mean, I, so you know, a, a lot of the things you listed actually are with um, her previous production company that she had with Bruna Papandrea, yeah, who is a, right. an incredible producer. Um, they they split a couple of years ago, um, and they each have their own production companies now, uh, and they're, and they're doing kind of different things than they used to each of them um uh -huh. but reese is such she's such a big name in the book world too right like every book well, that she takes she, on she gets the books early and she picks the one she wants No, that's what i mean is is she once she has decided that she's involved in it that book is suddenly a bestseller now it's being adapted into a film or tv show like she has such an incredibly powerful brand that she's built i think jennifer aniston is trying to do a similar thing as well. And that's kind of where the morning show came from was these two powerful women wanting to do something like this. But I think Reese is really building kind of an empire around it. Well, uh, they, and it's really they, beautiful. They wanted to work together because you may remember in Friends, Jennifer mm -hmm. Aniston's younger sister was played by Reese Witherspoon. One of them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and they had always said they would do something together and then they laughed about it, it took them this long to get it together. But- but also, I don't think Aniston has the, I just, I don't think she's ever going to touch well, with a spoon in terms Aniston of actually was an original founder of Plan B, which ended up being Brad Pitt's company when they got divorced. Um, but that company is unbelievably powerful. Yeah. yeah, well, but if you look at where it's become powerful, it was after, after her tenure. 
Yeah, she and she's got her own company now. And I think she I think she, I don't know that she necessarily needs or wants to do the the kind of in-depth, hard, insane work that Reese's company is doing. I think she's really specific about her projects. And I do respect that. Um, I think she's she's hey, very I, careful look, about what she chooses. Any woman who's making film, I'm all in, uh, you know, whatever. And yeah. I also have a book coming out, you know, in January, mm -hmm. um, Flight of the Starling. And my goal is to get that in front of Reese Witherspoon uh, early. And hopefully, um, I want her to pick it up. I think it should be a movie. I think it's better as a movie than it will be as a book. But um, Good luck. Yeah, That's thanks. amazing. Well, we're going to mention it now and then. So if you go into Instagram, Flight of the Starling, start following us. And we're going to be launching in January, actually. So uh, hopefully somebody will pick it up for a film. But I think- When did you have time to write a book? Jesus. <laughs> I've written it with my college, uh, my college friend who is an editor and we've done it together and we've been working on it for four years. So that's amazing. Congratulations. Time. I know, but now I can even say we're going to, an Instagram page is going up this week. So you'll be able to go in and hopefully follow us, but I, I can't wait to read I, it. I think it's wonderful that women are picking up books that way. You know, I just think it's amazing. Um, yeah, it's uh, well, and in in this era of IP, uh, you know, it's it's a safer bet to base what you're making off of pre awareness. Um, so it's it's an it's a smart move on well, behalf of her it's a company. Smart move when the book's been a best bestseller. Right, but here's my question: Is it a bestseller before or after Reese? Well, that's the problem with Reese Witherspoon. She's creating bestsellers. It used to be that when a book became a bestseller, that's when it was picked up by yeah. somebody. It wasn't before it ever came out. Right. So that, it also shows a level of confidence that I really like to see in women where she's like, I'll tell you what book to read. You know, <laughs> but don't you think, okay, if we're going to gossip here for a minute, don't you think that Oprah's like, why didn't I do that? In other words, she, Oprah's book club has been around since what, 97, I think mm -hmm. she, you know, she's. No one has done more for book reading than Oprah. Nobody. This is, I think, very true. Okay. If she had started producing films around the books she made famous, because she took a lot, a lot of obscure books. A lot of them are not fiction. Some of them are nonfiction. But, mm -hmm. you know, I'm. don't you think she's wondering, why didn't I do what Reese did? Well, she did start her own production company. She even has her but own she network. She didn't do it through the books that way. She didn't do it. I she is, I she wonder is if they like to tell stories differently. You know, I think I think Oprah, the way that Oprah likes to share information, the way that she right. likes to influence the conversation is very different than how Reese approaches it. Yeah, maybe. Well, either way, I don't care which one takes my book. Either one can do it. But, <laughs> but let's let's just pray for a bidding war and that'll be great. I don't even need the bidding roll to give to you for free. I just want to walk <laughs> the red carpet, you know, at Academy Award time. Okay, here's- I thought thing. you didn't care about awards. I don't, unless it was for my book. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I'm, being, I'm sharing my true, honest feelings. I'm not saying they're consistent with good. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, but here's the thing. You know what's great about this conversation? It makes me sing with happiness. And that is, we're talking about women leading. Yeah. You know and, and it's a hell of a year for women. I know, I know you weren't a fan. But we have the largest. Please don't talk to me about Barbie director. Again. Yeah, exactly. I know you weren't a fan. I'm just saying <laughs> the cultural moment and the progress for women based around that film is fantastic. I'll give it to you. I'll absolutely yeah. give it to you. I'll absolutely give it to you. But we can end with the fact I am so glad. Actually, there's an anecdote. 
All right. You may, did you know that uh, Toronto Film Festival was just about a week and a half ago? Mm hmm. And um, a film called Lee. Do you know the film? That yes. Yeah, it? I do. Okay. I do. Kate okay. Winslet, man, can do no wrong. Okay. Kate Winslet is in the film. She's the one who produced it. Took her a while to get the money to make it. Mm -hmm. It's about a uh, photographer during World War II, whose woman, a woman whose name happens to be Lee. Anyway, so she did an interview at the Toronto Film Festival. I don't know if you picked it up or not. I was blown away as she said, look, I was trying to get this film made. And one director said to me, and by the way, it's getting resounding. Yeah, everybody loves it. Everyone's saying it's like, you know, talk about red carpet land. Mm -hmm. Okay. So she said she, this one director who's quite famous said to her, um, I'll make your little movie if you star in my next film. My little movie? She said back to him. My, and then another director said, Another um, person, who, funder, who they were trying to get money from his company, who has done a boatload of films. And he said to her, you know, you're not making me like this character. Hmm. And she said, wait, is my job to only show characters in the films that I produce that you're going to like? It's not my job to make a man like you. He goes, I don't feel good about her. She's not making me feel good. And she's like, I'm not here to make you feel good. That's not my job. My job is to tell a story. And then what she went on to say afterward is none of those men bothered her in the least because she knew that she'd get the money because there are women out there now that can fund films. And That's so- That's wonderful. And she said, look, 10 years ago, I would have had to be sucking up to these men to be able to get this done. I don't have to do that anymore. You know, we are now, you know, she said actors, women actors are not taking- the shit they took, we're standing up, we're not allowing ourselves to be railroaded through like that. And mm -hmm. I felt such relief listening to that thing where, you know, there was a time she would have had to say, okay, I'll make your film because she wanted to get hers made. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that's not an uncommon situation right. in Hollywood. Um, and I mean, one of my favorite movies actually got made that way. Jano's work, uh, is the director of somewhere in time. Uh, which is right, one of, of my favorite films. Oh, uh, and he only got to make that movie because he agreed to the studio that he'd make Jaws 2 for them. <laughs> he said, I'll do okay. Jaws 2 if you do Jaws my movie. 2. Does anybody remember Jaws 2? No. And he was like, I don't care about this movie, but it's going to make the studio a boatload of money. So they will then make my my little film. <laughs> so you know what? So we're wrapping up this week. Well, everybody may be on strike and no movies are being made. At the same time, the times they are changing. So isn't that great? Yeah, I'm I'm very hopeful. I think uh female voices are are really breaking through at the moment. And I think people are seeing that there's an appetite for them, if if only for Taylor Swift and Beyonce, right? Women are controlling the economy right now. So like oh, go yeah. get it, girl. And the New York <laughs> Times has assigned writers individually to both those two people, and they're not doing that for anybody anymore. So Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't know of any men that they've assigned. Not not individual only, reporters to only only none this year. Anyway. Yeah. Wrapping it up, it's a good year for women and um, it's a good year to watch TV. So have a great week, everyone. <laughs>